All right, welcome to another episode of Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. Hello, I'm Declan. Every time. Every time. I don't think I've said it the same <laughs> twice. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think you have. I'm sometimes to go for a, little, a tone and I don't, I don't get it. Sometimes it's a little more elongated, like, hello, I'm Declan. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, hello. It's I'm still Declan. not what I want it to be. <laughs> You'll get to a point where it's <laughs> the perfection that you want it to be. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Everyone will just have to bear with me. Oh, dear God. Thank you for your patience in advance. <laughs> Um, this week, uh, we did, what is an older movie? I mean, it's like 2011. 2011. I think it came out. What's that? Um, six years? Six years. Seven, seven years. years. Seven years. Seven years. That's better. Yeah. It was, uh, the year that James Gunn said some, some horrible shit, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. supposedly, uh, we're talking about drive. Yep. Now I have a, a strong relationship with this movie. Mm-hmm. This may possibly be my favorite movie of all time. Massive. Yeah. Well, it, it really is like this. No, is, I mean, that's huge. I not, think, I'm not saying it yeah. shouldn't be. I'm just saying that's a big thing. I know, but this is. I think legitimately, uh, this is a movie that every time I watch it, it's a. Uh, I it just gets me mm-hmm. every time. I love it, uh, and I think it's the emotion that it grasps from you. But let's hear from you. What did you think of this movie? Yeah, I really, really like this movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of all time, but it's very, oh, that's fair enough. very, very good. It's very, 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 good. very, very, very good movie. Yeah, and that's the same for me, obviously. Um, let's just jump into it. Yeah, jump straight into it. Yeah, the opening of this film may be one of the best openings I've ever seen, montage based. The yeah, and it <laughs> this movie, it's just so cool. This whole movie I- is <laughs> just really really cool yeah <laughs> and the opening when he pulls out like he, the way he talks on the phone at the start when he, he's just cutthroat like yeah you gotta be here at this time i'm your driver you got me in this you got me for this period of time yeah five minutes and then next thing he's like rolling up like a mint classic watch he's yeah. driving like some cool car and you're like well, this movie's fucking cool man it's <laughs> <laughs> good it's like, and, and the thing is, is that all of it is really intelligent with the driving. Yeah. And it's all, none of it's, you know, you're always usually in the car. Very rarely is it outside of the car. Yeah. Uh, a bit of trivia on that, that opening scene. Most of it was shot by Reffin, uh, Nicholas Winding Reffin, the director. He actually sat in the car with the oh, camera. Oh, man, in the camera. Cool. Yeah. And it took them two days to do that whole scene. Yeah, I can imagine. And that's because they were just like, we don't have much money. Mm-hmm. And we want to want to get this scene out of the way. Yeah, that's what he was like, and he wanted it to be that uh, you felt like you were constantly in the car with this character specifically. Yeah, but I love the fact that they never really use any CGI. It, it very no, rarely. It's pretty much all practical. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not about really. It doesn't even feel like a car chase. It it always it feels like it's uh no because for me. Happens a lot in the movie too. Is the car feels like a monster, yeah. And when he, you know, he turns the headlights off in that part in the opening while the cop cars drive past, and he turns it back on and pulls out and everything like it feels like a beast, yeah. That hiding, yeah, yeah, like and just waiting for its prey. It doesn't, doesn't you don't feel like it, doesn't feel like it feels like a living thing. That's what it feels like. It does, it feels yeah. like a living thing, I would say, more so. And that's because uh, he constantly. Obviously, he's the driver, and this is his like you know, the, the thing he mounts. This is his, this is his you know, animal. Yeah, interesting choice of words for you saying mounts. 
Because this movie to me feels like, I'm sure other people have said this before. Yeah. But like a modern Western, like it's like a Western film set in a yep. modern city. Yeah. And he's like the man with no name, the Clint Eastwood character. All the way to the point of the toothpick in the mouth. And he doesn't talk hardly. Yep. It's, um, that's what makes it cool as well. He's just like a cowboy. Well, there's a, a review I, I read a while back and I remember him saying that it's like a, a, a Western in 80s neo-noir LA. Yeah, definitely. And that's pretty much like, I think that pinpoints it e- exactly as to what. Is it set the in the film. 80s? I don't think so. I think it's the fact that like. I think it's set in like modern, modern when yeah, it was made, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, But it, because of the choice of music. Yeah, and the neon. And the like, synth bass. Ne- that's re- that movie really, um, Winding Refn, the director, really found his like thing. Hey, like that. The neon colors and the sort of like yeah there's always like a it's hard to explain what it is the way that he uses color because it's not like sometimes there's not even direct lights in the shot but there's like a wash of neon over people's faces and yeah. things like that like they might they've obviously got them off camera but it's like something that in his next two movies is yeah. apparent in them as well and it's like a visual style that he's well he uses it taken. like a chiaroscuro like a it it's like a a it's leaving these other markings. Uh, it's allowing the shadows to take place and using the neons and those yeah. things to light almost in moments. But then again, there's there's moments where he uses the neon lights and, and warm, really warm lights to yeah. just light a wall. Yeah. And not even the actor. Just be like, that wall is like a... a and it creates depth with walls. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I yeah. noticed a lot of the time, like, now we'll get to that point in the film, but... Uh, we never follow chronologically anyway. <laughs> it, it's hard to. It's hard to because you, you jump around when you think of something. Yeah. Uh, there's a point uh, after uh, they go through what is like the LA canals, like they're driving and very yeah. happily through the LA canals. That's a good, cool scene. I'm probably going to say cool scene a lot. Well, that's the, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Cool this, this movie's like that. It, and it's that a, song over the top, the soundtrack. Yeah, a real human being awesome. playing in the background. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like... The great thing about that scene is it doesn't feel like it's... Uh, it's it's a happy scene, yeah. But you never get like a conversation between them. You don't need that. It no. feels like a pure cinema, where yeah. it's just it's just showing you how they're becoming, uh, uh how they're forming a relationship with yeah. one another. Yeah, which I think this movie does very well and throughout the whole thing. It's in a place that he's most comfortable in the car, right? Like always. He's a he's an awkward dude outside the car. Always to the point where at the start of the film, he he comes home, puts his bag down. Goes back to the car. Yeah. And it's like he has not, like, the car is like not only his happy place, it's his place to think, it's his place to release any anger, it's his, it's full on. The Mm. car is the one location where he's the most comfortable. It's like, it's the extension of himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, But what I was getting to with the, like, after that whole, like, driving through the, I can't remember what it's called, like a canal or something like that. Yeah. They're sitting, uh, you know, she's like, you know, thanks for everything. She's brought in the jacket. Uh, and they're sitting there and you can see that wall is lit. The wall on the right-hand side is lit pure orange. Yeah. And and the rest of them is like a normal, like, I don't know, like a white light, like a, a just a standard light to light them. Yeah. And then the background uh, and, and the actual wall to the left of them, in between them is like a blue. It's like the wallpaper. Yeah. And constantly, like, look, let's face it, blue and, and orange, they're always going to make a nice contrast mm-hmm. especially in like film lighting yeah but the the glow of that that orange 
just lights that wall. There's nothing else. Like, right, yeah. And you're wondering where this, like I'm looking at it going, where's the source coming from in this scene? Yeah. And that's only because if I wasn't watching this and cr- like critiquing it, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't even think I'd just be like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I guess he's going for surreal, isn't he? Hyper really real. is. Yeah. It's almost a mythical yeah. uh, and, and like a, a fantasy with how like the whole thing is shot. Well, they kind of, don't they reference, isn't there? Do they actually reference it by word? The scorpion and the the frog. The, the frog, they do? yeah. Because he's got the scorpion on his back. Yeah, that's a cool jacket, by the way, too. But, yeah. Gosling's so cool in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, all the way through it, man. He's like this he's stoic. Pulling, he's pulling off a pink jacket, like a pink Duna lined jacket with a scorpion on the back. It's not pink. It's like a. It's like a lighty. It's white, pure it's a white. Lighty, like pearl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's got white. it's got like that little like it's got like a little undertone in it. It's not like a hot pink jacket or anything like that, but it's got like some No, it's like white. It's got like a pastel thing to it. It does it? I I've I've noticed like it's like a pearl, like a white pearl. Yeah. And then the scorpions But like, I'm like, it's yellow, not it's not pure like white. Mustard. It's not pure white though. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, it's kind of like a um the texture of one of those um bowling balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, marble. Or, yeah, that's it. Marble. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um it's it and the cool thing is you look at the jacket and you're like, yeah, I could see someone driving wearing that jacket because it looks like it's a fireproof jacket. Like, yeah. that's the look of it. If you were to see someone, like how it's etched out yeah. in these like patterns of like, what is it, diamond patterns. Yeah. It's what I could see on someone that's getting into a full fireproof uh, suit for a, yeah. a race car yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, th- like, the movie is, let's face it, like cinematography-wise, it's gorgeous. That's bullshit. It really is, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's off the charts, and it to the point where like you every time you see a, a sweeping shot of LA, I just want to pause the fucking film. I want to pause yeah. the film, or just get like fifteen minutes of sweeping shots yeah. of LA and like the uh, the car driving around and shots of like the um uh, the highways and yeah. things like that. I just. I'm happy. I would be happy to watch half hour, forty five minutes of Ryan Gosling driving around LA, yeah. and just be there in in the scene and be like, "Yeah, we're good, man." You yeah, know, like, yeah. Well, he and they use the camera. Um, he doesn't cut between dialogue kind of things. He no. he keeps one shot and just uses just pans and he does that a frames lot frames like yeah. that it's 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 cool it gives it it gives it a sense of calm i think because you're kind of just sitting with these people you're letting for, for longer periods of time and settling in it's like that's it you're letting yourself soak up whatever's occurring in the scene yeah um and what that's a, yeah. yeah what um the cast as well is it's, it's off like it's when crazy you look at, it, when you at look that at point it in time now cuz gosling was big yeah, Cranston's in it. Cranston was, was huge at big. the time. He was Breaking if, Bad big. I don't know if he was like fully, like I don't know if Breaking Bad was it was fully the phenomena in 2011. Was it? I'm fairly sure it was season two or three, and that was when it was like because so I, th- I, th- I thought like season f- three or four. So maybe he was. Yeah, but maybe mm. Cranston was. He was, but not in movies. So he was TV no. big. No, and then um, Carrie Mulligan. Who that was a, really took off after that? Like yeah. that was a big year for her. She had yeah. a lot of stuff coming out. Shame was not long after that, and everything. And then she did one with Marilyn. Didn't she do a Marilyn Monroe? That was film? Michelle Williams. Wasn't oh, well, it? that's right. Yeah, um, um, she did. She did heaps of stuff after it. Oh, she's 
she's been a superstar since. Yeah. She's been a bit quiet lately, so it'd be interesting to see what she's up to. Yeah. And um, Oscar Isaac. Well, that kind of was the start for him, <laughs> yeah. I feel. Like, that must have been like one of the yeah. first things for him. And he like he's great in it. Like yeah, he's good. He's good. Actor, he's yeah. He's in pretty much. He's great in pretty much everything. Yeah, like, including like I think he did that movie with the Cullens, uh, Inside Lewin. That's a really that's a good movie. Which is a fantastic yeah, film. Yeah. Um, and then Ron Perlman, Hellboy. Oh my god, dude! That he chews shit in this film. It's like he's like a fucking caricature of yeah. of a, a mob Italian yeah. mob boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Finding Nemo's dad. <laughs> oh yeah, I I found out Albert, uh, Albert Brooks is that his name? I think Albert Brooks. Like yeah, yeah, I found out a little bit of info about him on that thing, uh, on the actual movie. It was really interesting. Um, when he met Refn for the first time, he he pushed him up against a wall, and talked to him menacingly about wanting the role. Oh really? Because he was in character for the role already. That's cool. And then he said that like he aren't uh, while he was talking to Refn in character, he um. Uh, he, a few days later, he came to him in same character and had shaved his eyebrows for the film. <laughs> so it was just like you hear shit like that, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah. Well, he was he's good in it. He's really good in it. He's really he's it's because it, it feels like you know they say this quote in the film where they're like, uh, he's sitting down with the kid, and he goes, uh, "Is he the bad guy?" And he's looking. They're watching like a cartoon. Yeah. Which I think is ironic because it's like I feel like all the bad guys. Uh, nearly everyone around um, the driver, besides maybe Isaac, Irene, and the son, mm-hmm. kind of feel like caricatures of like cartoons. Yeah, like you know, they all feel like they're ridiculous. Yeah, you know, to the point where like you get the the girl later, the redhead um, woman, Christina Hendricks, yet again, great actress. Yeah, um, she feels like a caricature of like a, you know like a. I don't know, piece of shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, some, but some hillbilly. And then you feel like, you know, the guy that she's with, the bald guy, is a caricature of just like a, a mob boss that breaks legs. And, you know, yeah. and it's just, or a low rung guy who breaks legs. Yeah. Um, And then you see, like, you know, they're sitting down uh, watching this movie, like this cartoon. And he says something like, uh, is that the bad guy? And he goes, yeah, it's a bad guy. He goes, how do you know? He goes, they're sharks. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, can't sharks be good guys? And he goes, no, sharks are always bad guys. Yeah. And I'm like thinking of the movie and like how like these guys are pretty much like the bad guys are pretty much fucking sharks. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, and also they... interestingly, when talking about his car being a monster, yeah. when he kills Ron Perlman's character. Yeah. Um, on the beach, the he's, yeah. his car is like a shark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he goes and yeah. drowns him in the water. Water, yeah. He jumps out with that Martha, the fireproof mask on through his stunt driving. So metal. <laughs> and, and drowns then, him. And he, yeah, it, the, I, I've always thought whenever I've seen that scene, I was like, oh, he looks like, like it's kind of like a shark. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, dead-eyed as well with like the yeah. fucking mask on. It just yeah. looks like black holes yeah. when you look at the shot. The, he, like, yeah. It's fantastic. Like all of it is just like the movie is so smartly done, but so done so simply. And that's what really makes it like a, a film where you get caught up in the pure emotion mm-hmm. and the feeling of the movie. Yeah. Um, I think that the the story is and the plot isn't really like as important to the whole process of the film as uh, being engrossed in just the moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I like movies like that. Yeah. I, I think that it's... Uh, it's a talent 
that isn't used enough these days. It's yeah. not common. I think you, you see it in people like Paul, uh, Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. not Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> yeah, where you know, uh, especially with things like the Phantom Thread, you know, yeah, not long ago, they're they yeah they're actors' films, and yeah. there are moments in it where it's just quiet and it's just something happening, and you're just getting grossed in that moment, and you can connect to them because you've probably experienced something like that yourself, especially with Phantom Thread, and I, I but, think even with this movie in terms of like his. I mean, Ryan Gosling's character is such a mute that he's kind of a blank slate, so you can kind of, like, put yourself Your on top of him, you know what I mean? It's true, then, yeah. Like, just... Because he... You, you get the impression, not knowing much about him, but you get the impression that he's just a guy that floats through life. It doesn't yeah. interact with that many people. Yeah. But he clearly takes a shining to Carrie Mulligan's character, right? Yeah. And then you find out she's got a husband who's in jail, Oscar yeah. Isaac's He's coming back in a week. And he comes back. And so, first of all, you're thinking, well, he's going to come back. And he has a little chat with him saying, thanks for looking after him and everything. You're like, yeah, oh, man, like these... the tension. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh, man, like, this is going to be what's going to happen from here. Like, yeah. this guy's going to try and do something to the driver. We're going to have a bit of a fight here. Yeah. But no, that's not what happens. Yeah. He offers to help out Oscar Isaac's character get money for some mobsters and mm-hmm. ends up on this heist where they get stitched up. And basically, everyone dies except for him. Pretty much. And Christina and, Hendricks, but, and she's the one that sold them out or whatever. Which, fuck me, she goes out. <laughs> yeah, and then she gets destroyed. Yeah. And then, um, and like, yeah, and so you can tell he doesn't like getting involved with people because it's like he affects their lives. Like that, that kid's lost his dad. She's lost her husband. Like they like each other, but then he ruins it. <laughs> well, not can, ruins it, but well, then there's that elevator scene. Where they yeah. have like that magical kiss. Yeah. And the next minute he stomps that guy's, guy's head, head in. <laughs> well, that's constantly happening to the point where like he he's constantly trying to fix problems. Uh, and, you know, this comes back to what you're saying with, with the tail of the scorpion and the frog. Yeah. I mean, he's he has these people that are on his back that are obviously going to like, you know. Yeah. Uh, going to fuck up everything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if, you know he can do as much good as he wants to to try and do good they're gonna fuck with him at some point in yeah. time and you know you have these moments where he'll go up to you know Irene in the film like Kerry Mulligan's character and be like you know this is what I've done you know he has that moment before the elevator this is what I've done I can give you the money we can get out of here yeah. and we can have a good life mm-hmm. but straight away the fucking doors open and you get this mobster in the elevator yeah now he's stuck with the choice of like this is a woman that i I care for i have to help her yeah and he goes that that step so much further to stomp the guy's head in yeah and that's where you get this thing where he's obviously made the choice where he's like i'm gonna help her but i i'm not it's not gonna work i'm she's safer without me yeah yeah i'm not coming back from this you know and it's constantly happening in the film for him and to the point where even look at Brian Cranston's character. He's like a fucking idiot, but yeah. like, you know, he, he does some like skeevy shit, Yeah. but because he's around him, yeah. you know, that's all that it took. Yeah. Even the bat, like what's his, Albert Brooks is fantastic in it with how like just calm he is as a bad guy Yeah. and how much he comes off as like, I don't want to do this, but he has to put like, he has to get this heartlessness to it. You know what I mean? He 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 
puts away the emotion. Well, that's the business. That's the criminal business, isn't it? Where if you have to yeah. make it, you have to. It's a very um, cutthroat, cutthroat, masculine world where if you're not being dominant, you're going to get taken over. Yeah, and like, but it's done in this way where, like, I don't know. You can kind of even empathize with him in a weird way, where yeah. you're like, I, I mean, like. I mean, you this can see his, his job. You can and see his point of view, but it's also like it's, it's also a big, big yeah. advocate for not wanting to get into that. <laughs> exactly. <world. laughs> yeah, it is. But you, but he never comes off as like he comes off as being a dick. But he never comes off as like he just wants everything to go the right way. But because things go the wrong way, yeah, he's like, well, fuck. Now I got to do this, and you know, like it is a part of that that you know underground world, and yeah. it's not nice. But even there's there's points and times he'll say, you know, look, I like. Brian Cranston's character I, I never remember his name he's like I like him you know I know that he paid the overpay, overcharges but I like him he's a good guy mm. and he goes but he's just unlucky and yeah. constantly gets in shit because it's not even his fault most of the time he's just unlucky with it all yeah and it gets to the point at the end where he kind of gives him a oddly dignified death for like you know what isn't anything of his fault and is a shitty move but even as a bad guy you're like oh uh, like he could have cut his fucking throat or like yeah. shot him in the head, but he, he like he's like that's it, man. You know, he slices his arm and goes, "That's it. You know, it's over. It's done." Yeah, that is a weird. Um, it's weirdly peaceful, isn't it? It is, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like, and it, like obviously, like you don't feel like you'd usually get that from a mob boss mm. or like someone who's in that run. Well, I mean, I haven't met many mob bosses in my time. Well, no, but in, in films, at least, yeah, no, you know, I'm just, like, I'm just... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> haven't met many I'm still questioning <laughs> uh, yeah I, I really like his character on that front where like even at the start as he tells that you know unlucky story I'm kind of like I mean he's he's not too bad like if if you were doing the right thing and everything went your way mm. like it's supposed to you might come out of this fine but then you know you got to remember of this, this tale of the scorpion and the frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're always going to get stung. Yeah. Um, and then so, at, but at, the, at the end, after he has the confrontation with Albert Brooks's character, yeah, he kills him in the restaurant. Yeah. But he also, yet again, he has that, Albert Brooks's character has this thing where he's like- Or in the just, car park of the restaurant, yeah, I should say. Sorry. But he makes it very clear to him. He's like, just let so you know, the girl and the kid, they're out of the question. Yeah. He's like, but you're going to be running for the rest of your life. Yeah, he doesn't like sugarcoat shit. Just yeah, he's an interesting. He's an interesting character. Yeah, and then um, there's that cool part at the end where it's like, just on Gosling for like a minute. Yeah, probably more. I yeah. didn't count it or time it. Yeah, just sitting, completely still, and you, like a you're statue. Like, is he dead? Yeah, you're questioning, and then he moves and drives off. Yeah, <laughs> which is a cool. Which I was because I couldn't remember completely that from. I remember the stabbing, and then I after that I couldn't remember. Yeah, because he gets stabbed in the sort of like in the hustle with yeah yeah yeah, with with um, Albert Brooks, and he has that moment, and I'm like, is it gonna be like I couldn't remember if it ends on uh, the shadows for some reason. I thought it ended on the shadow because that long ass shot on the shadow while they're being stabbed. No, it just ends on him sitting there. It ends on him. He drives off. Yeah, he drives off because it goes back to Kerry Mulligan knocking on the door. Yeah, and then back to him driving off at night. Yeah. Um. But I had this thing where I'm like, what if he just like, he blinks and he drives off, but you never see anything around him. I'm like, is this him driving off into like the sunset in that sense of like, he's dead. And 
I just know. think it's but it was literally moving yeah. on to another town. Yeah, that man with no name. Pretty much what I got from it. Yeah, you could the end you of could it. make another movie where he just rolls in, affects other people's lives, and rolls out again. <laughs> it's it's like, true. Yeah, I'd never want to see it. But no. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like, this is one of those. This is like a sicaria, man. I'm like, just just leave it. Yeah, like you know, they shouldn't have done it. And I think this should never get it. The choice of like font for the film. Having that 80s vibe, that vice type of look, sticking with the whole 80s themes of music, yeah, it's possibly a perfect choice. Like, I don't yeah. think it could have ever been as good of a movie without that. No, it's aesthetically perfect. And it really, um, I think this movie really had an impact on culture. And it's impacted other movies, Definitely. I, I think, because... I remember, I remember when this came out. I was talking like with friends that don't even like. Well, not that they don't like movies, but they're not as into movies as I am. Yeah, but I was like, oh, have you seen Drive? Like, one of them was even so like in love with Gosling, he yeah. started chewing toothpicks in the car. Oh my and god! Stuff. And, I, like I, people were playing the soundtrack in the car, and like, um, you know, everyone that '80s vibe started coming back, and yeah. like, lots of other like video games and movies and well, Miami started doing line, the '80s Miami thing. Hotline or something that game, yeah, Hotline yeah. Miami, I think it's called. Yeah, the, the Grand Theft Auto Five has a whole radio station of like similar songs yeah. to Kavinsky. I think that's who like, Kavinsky, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I even think I, I even think movies like Guardians of the Galaxy. And stuff like that that are, that are so heavy, well, heavily Ragnarok's soundtrack laden posters. And well, not even things. just the eighties thing, but they're just they're heavily the, the, the soundtrack is almost a character. Yes, yeah. I, like you, you question if they would have come about without, yeah, so, something like Drive getting out there and being so stylistic with its music and its a part of and everything. Because we hadn't had it for a while. Because everyone was movies became really influenced by Nolan who didn't really care about font and didn't even do opening credits or anything yeah. like that. And it was just like, I'm putting you straight in this, into the story. story yeah. and, and, and that's great because no one's good at that. Yeah. But then everyone starts adopting that and you start to lose things. And then you need a movie like Drive to come along and it refreshes Fresh everything. everything. And yeah. People start doing that. And I, like the next thing's going to come along. So it may have already happened. Yeah, we, we don't just even don't know that it's it. impacted it yeah. yet you look back now and you can you just sort of go shit man like that movie that movie affected a lot of people well shit loads of like i mean after that i think feel like synthwave took like it's it's, it's like a eagle spread its wings yeah <laughs> synth came, synth became cool again yeah and and the whole even 80s clothing started becoming out again i noticed like yeah. it turned into like you're getting those the denim jackets back in the yeah um the the pastels and things like that and, yeah uh, but I I don't know if it was completely because of that film, but I, I, I think I, it's a I, lot of it. I don't think it's ever completely like one thing, but I just think that it's... it's, it's, it's right just place a, It's, it's a luck thing, yeah. Like, yeah. this stuff was already starting to push, and then this movie comes out, and it's part, it becomes a part of it, and it becomes yeah. like a like a figurehead for the whole for a whole wave and things like that. Well, I know that. Like your friend, man, I went out and I bought the gloves. <laughs> yeah. And I started driving around with the gloves, man. Yeah. You know, that was back to 2012, 2013 or I mean, I'm a, I'm a big jacket wearer, but I don't I, I don't think I could ever pull up a jacket can't. like that. No, I've seen so many photos on the internet of people wearing that jacket and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, nah. You know, you're not Gosling, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's uh, like, I, I like Ryan Gosling, but I just... 
like this will be I don't you'll, fuck you'll have to work hard to like <laughs> to um for me personally to yeah. dry oh like, look actually La La Land he, he was great in that too he was great in it I never I'm sorry I like him there's I can't I don't have a problem with it yeah. I just think this movie is like oh, this is, him for me he's oddly enough like I know people reference The Notebook a lot I'm, I've never seen it and I'm not really interested I know the story but that, but that, uh, yeah. I mean, but the Notebook has characters that are kind of like. It's not like, it's not like I think of the Notebook and I just think only Gosling could have played that role. Yeah, I think there's a lot of other white men in Hollywood that could have played that role. That character. No yeah. offense to Gosling, he did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. A good yeah. Actor. Well, that's the thing. He but always this, does something good. I can't imagine anyone else playing. No. Well, you know who was set to play it? Who? Who took over? Um, he took over Hugh Jackman. I cannot. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I... actually, but then again, Hugh Jackman's a chameleon man. He always surprises me. Like, <laughs> I always don't I... think because like, uh, you go like, man, that dude can play Jean Valjean, and then he's just like, <laughs> then he's all and happy and campy, and the yeah. next thing he's Wolverine being a badass. He plays Wolverine. He could have done it. I don't know, man. I look. I <laughs> it like wouldn't have been him. the same, but he could have the, done it. The movie that I always go back to, which with with Hugh Jackman, where I um. I'm like, no one remember, remembers this fucking movie, but he's killer in it. His swordfish. Yeah. He is awesome in it. That's about to be on... Um, They have recently recorded that for How Did This Get Made. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. I think but I it's, a, it's not a bad movie. It was... And in it at the time, it was like... It was huge. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's one of the episodes. <laughs> um, but there's like that scene where he's getting blown and he has to like... Uh, like decode a computer or hack a computer or something yeah I haven't seen it for a long Under time pressure. I feel like it was always on TV all the time Swordfish yeah but, and, but like Logan he was like Logan yeah oh, he's like a western yeah and that's killer he was amazing that yeah but I don't know man yet again I oh, feel I, like I would not want to see anyone but Gosling in it and it and it turned his career into this yeah. guy with the man with no name well then he know? did then he did um, uh, The Place Beyond the Pines that was not long yeah. after Only God and he was forgives. a similar-ish character yeah, both that. of those. Only got only got like gives. that. Winding Refn has gone on to make fucking batshit insane movies. After I love them, man. I, I like them, but I, they're fucking crazy. You, well, you got to go back to his old stuff, and they're fucking crazy as well. I know, and it's like this is like he's probably, and it's not even at all, but it's his most generic film he's made, and By it's far. not it's not generic at all. But it, for him, yeah, for on him. his scale, it's generic. For him, it's like, well, you know why? Because it has a plot. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of his movies, they have like the thinnest threading of a plot. Yeah. Uh, and it's more so an idea or a theme or a concept yeah. that turn into his like, you know, what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I what, think is that- he Finnish? Danish, I think. Danish, that's what he is. Danish, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. think he's Danish. Yeah, he's so Danish. That's with a D. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it. Yeah, so I, just a. A killer fucking director. Yeah, and really good. Yeah, and I think he's honed that that skill of being able to do weird shit now. Now, at least after mm. Drive, mm. I know Only God Forgives top cop shit, and it's got some. It's obviously got some really some stuff that has to be pulled out of the film. I feel like it's, it's funny because I'm actually watching. Um, I've nearly, nearly gotten to the end of it after being lazy. It's like one of my favorite shows, Twin Peaks, the newer season. Yeah. Um, he's. What he's going for, and only God forgives. I don't know if it was a conscious choice or not, yeah. but it feels very David Lynch like, the director yeah. of um, Twin Peaks and Holland Drive. And it's just like when you when you watch it, you just sort of like, I 
just don't think anyone else except David Lynch can do this sort of thing <laughs> as well as David Lynch. I just I, yeah, it's, but it's, Lynch it's, makes it really weird, like to the feeling of like it comes off creepy. Like yeah, that's what he wanted. Like, and it's like some of his shit is like the creepiest shit ever. Like just watching. Sorry, I'm getting off topic from driving out. Uh, no, no, this is fine. Just watching these episodes of Twin Peaks, he does this thing where he like he, he puts the camera sort of on the dashboard of the car, right? Yeah. And it's driving along at night. And you can only see as far as the headlights are showing you. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And it's always on like winding roads oh, with no street lights. You're waiting And it's for just it. like, it's just so scary. Just yeah. seeing that without yeah. anything else happening. I'm just like, that is fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the unknown what's for what's to come. Yeah. And it's horrifying. Uh, Kubrick did it in The Shining. When uh, you know when the kids riding the little tricycle around the hotel, yeah, and what's going to be around and, the next and, uh, corner? And the steady cam is following behind, mm. and what he does is he turns the camera. So say you, say it's going around to the left, like the tricycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the camera points to the right first, and then goes to the left. So every time it's going around a corner, you feel like something's there out of frame, waiting for you to turn into. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. That, that, and like like winding ref and I was trying to sort of go for that sort of thing. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know if it was conscious or not, but like it just it it, it I, I it didn't feel as um I was more conscious of it happening than I am. Yeah, well, I feel like he went with Drive. You know, you look at Drive, and you have these moments because it's it's shrouded by character. It feels like they're characters. Yeah. Like you know, you have people there that are like I I can relate to a, the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes away just slightly enough. It takes away. Oh, I'm looking at a, a shot, like mm. a, a, an actual shot of a film, and I think that um, only God forgives fails at that. You never really get a grasp on a character, and mm. therefore it gets rid of this feeling that you're not watching a movie. Like you get, you garner this feeling of I'm watching a film, and this is a shot in a film. Yeah, and I think that's what takes away from that tension. You got those really good karaoke scenes with these. <laughs> that's the, that's see, that's what I'd cut. Yeah. And because I know that there's some but meaning that's, there. But that's the stuff that feels David Lynch like to me. Like, yeah, yeah. It does. But I mean, like, I put like. Well, 30 it's every time, he, it's every time in. he kills someone, he, he goes, does the karaoke, doesn't he? I know. Right? But yeah. it's too much. Like, it's yeah. too much. It just gets to a point where, like, I'm skipping it mm-hmm. now. Whenever I watch the I like I like Only God Forgives. I, I don't think, think it, I'll ever watch it again. I watched no? it once. That was enough for me. See, I like I mean, it. Same with Neon Demon. I like Neon Demon. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I really like Neon Demon. I think that's closest that he's gotten so far. To drive, I would agree with that, but I just don't ever yeah. want to watch it again because <laughs> like I'm done with it. <laughs> it made me insanely uncomfortable. <laughs> really? And I because I got it. I didn't. I don't need to watch it again to get any. Like it's, I, I got the metaphor yeah. and I got what it was saying, and I was like, it was really good. Like, you done? It was an interesting watch. Yeah. And I don't need to watch this again because I'm not going to get any more out of it. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But and that's what what's different with Drive. Drive, you get something from it every time. Yeah. Not only that, but it's almost like watching something cathartic. It's like you're having like a chill session. Well, it takes me back to it takes me back to being 21, <laughs> and like everyone, we were all talking about Drive. We were, you know, we'd be out for beers and be like, "How cool is Drive? <laughs> How cool is Drive? I want the jacket. Yeah. I, want- <laughs> I want the jacket. I want the gloves. Um, Somebody get me a toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of his. It's one of the few movies that he's made that isn't uncomfortable to watch again like 
And there's and that's yeah. not, they, it always sounds like an insult when you say that, but I, I don't mean it as an insult at all. Because some of my no. favorite movies I don't want to watch again. <laughs> like it's true, yeah. Um, like the movie. Have you seen Shame with Fassbender and Carrie Mulligan in it? Yet again, and it's a movie I really like. The, yeah, but it's de- I, it is. No, I really like it, but I don't fucking want to watch it really because it just made me sad. That's the thing. That's the thing about it. It's <laughs> and like tw- same director, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, Steve I McQueen. The guy's that's name the movie is. I wouldn't want to watch again. I loved it. It yeah. was really good. I don't want to watch it again. And also his other movie, this same director, Steve McQueen, Hunger with Fassbender in it. I haven't seen about that. the guy that goes on a hunger strike in the jail. I haven't seen it yet. Brilliant. Don't want to watch, don't it, again. watch it again. It made yeah. me so sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's with like, I know that Shame's done that, but. uh I, there's like shots in shame there's moments in it that just chew me up and I need to oh when she them. sings um New York New York is it she sings yeah that's fucking an amazing, yeah. awesome that's um that's Carrie Mulligan and Fastbender just like hitting the acting on point upper echelon <laughs> but there's even moments where like you know there's I, I have this thing where I really like these deadpan moments of this man who feels like he's dead inside if he's not banging something for some reason there's well, like it's an addiction it's like yeah. a drug he's you know you see it in that in the final scene where he's just like oh, riding so a high and it's just like that's that's where it gets depressing can't stop. It's, it's awful it just turns into like going into the worst locations in the world yeah. and trying to find that Ugh. It makes me sick just thinking about like that's what getting to that point. Yeah, but that's the type of thing where I'm like, yet again, th- th- it's similar to Only God Forgives. I'm like, I just want to skip that moment. Like, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, I know that's that's important for the story. Unlike you know, in Only God Forgives, the whole singing moments. I'm like, you could cut like a minute out of that but each time. But they're just more of an annoyance. Really? Yeah, that's all that is. And the other one is more like I'm, I now feel sick, and I guess it's important. Yeah, but I'll watch Shame again, and I'll skip that. Yeah. And I'll get to the ending where he's just standing there and I'm like, it's depressing, but at least I didn't see the bad shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, back to like uh, uh, Drive, though. Um, That's weird that you want to talk about Drive again. It's not like, oh, the podcast's not all about Drive. I know. <laughs> Shut up, joking. motherfucker. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about Ron Perlman in it. Uh, this man, I... Every time he's in it, it's like he's so good, but in such a bad way, and it's perfect for the film. Yeah, it's like the movie needed this hit of like shit isn't always like this serious. Yeah, and it's given to this actor that you're like already he's just got these features and this like come off charisma that is just like so ridiculous. Yeah, that when you give him lines like uh, uh, "That's a fine ass motherfucking pussy mobile." Yeah, you're just like yeah. you're like great you know like I, <laughs> if it was anyone else I feel like I'd be odded out like weirded out by the whole thing and it would feel way out of place but some and it does it does feel out of place but in the right way yeah where it, like it just cuts that little bit of tension constantly in the film mm-hmm. and every time he's in it you have that moment even when it gets to the dark moments where he's there and he's like what the fuck was that and he's in the car for some reason I'm still there going this is the guy that you know Half hour, forty minutes ago, was saying fine eyes, pussy mobile. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think that he did a really good job to like find that uh, really cartoonish character and just like it's like watching a fucking melodrama character yeah. on like a in like a, a what is a very uh, Stanislavskian film. Yeah, you know, he also wears a lot of jewelry 
jewelry. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like a... And turn, a, does he wear turtlenecks? He does. He's like a Jewish man that wants to be an Italian yeah. mafia guy. He's got... He's, I remember turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you... That's your, like, main thing. And there's this great shot in it where, like, near the end of his demise, he, they, like, he goes up... Remember, he walks up to, like, the, the pizza mm. uh, door, which you can see the... um. The dolly in the in the um the square, the red square, um just below his face. Oh, can you? Yeah, I was I was watching it. And I'm like, that this is like a shining like thing, and I can see people's feet and stuff. And then oh, as you look underneath it, there's probably about three or four seconds where you can actually see the dolly being pushed in. <laughs> and um, anyway, he looks at, into the shop, and Ron Perlman's character is the only one laughing. Yeah. Everyone else, the woman that he's looking at, is there like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, she's like, she's like, "Holy god, this guy is the biggest dumbass!" And like, so annoying, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just really, I, I really like the character. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, he's um, like you said, he's he's caricature. Yeah. And it works. Works really totally well. Works amongst like they all all the characters mixed together, really nicely, and it like. Yeah, it's obviously planned out to be that way. Movie was fifteen million. That was the budget. That was budget. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty pretty well. That's put together. reasonable. Fifteen mil. <laughs> For the movie, it was like that's a reasonable budget. I mean, if if uh, what's it called, um, something like a Quiet Place can get what it's got done in seventeen mil. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like yeah. I, I still haven't that. seen that, so I can't compare. Well, but. when you do, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifteen mil. Uh, and it made 76 mil gross. That's a profit. That's a good that'll, profit. That'll keep you working. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know about Only God Forgives or Neon Demon, but I'm sure Neon Demon went really, quite well. If he never it's makes a heaps a expensive cult. movie and always gets close to pr- making his money back, that'll just always let him make movies. Yeah, he'll be that. He'll slide past it like Kevin Smith does with yeah. his movies. Yeah. Weird way to say that, but get the picture. It's interesting. A lot of, the, a lot of directors work in that sort of, and don't don't have any interest in taking on bigger budgets like yeah you know like i mean people well, like paul thomas anderson says he claims that they're not asking him yeah. to direct big tempo movies or anything like that you find that hard to believe with his rep. i know yeah. i just feel like he is comfortable and he just wants to do what he wants to do and doesn't want to like have the bullshit of the studio heads over the top of him well that's there. what i feel when i see people like this you know even like i i think there's a i want to watch the documentary of rep and doing only god forgive supposedly he, it was a fucking horrible time for him oh yeah like a really bad time he was like really depressed he didn't know what the fuck he was doing well they're shooting it in thailand as well yeah yeah that it's not a good place to be if you're depressed in the yeah heat, already the tropical yeah. heat <laughs> yeah so was it thailand it's set in thailand isn't it because it's got the kickboxing all around yeah you're right so it has, it to, has be. to be yeah. yeah yeah um so he was really down on that and i could just see like this is a guy who'd Obviously, with all the movies that he's done, you can't see him ever making something of like a tentpole like action movie. Weren't they going to get him for James Bond? They, they were talking about getting him for Bond that or was, something like that. Would have been a horrible idea. Is that right? I I don't know. I that I feel like I remember his name being in. It may not be James Bond, but something similar to Bond, like along those lines of. Be- yeah, I I just I don't know if I'd. I don't think I'd ever want to see him make something like that. I don't think yeah. he would. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'd surprise you and like 
come out with something that because of because of the knowledge of uh, the the art house type of style. I think it de- I think it depends on who's signing you. Yeah. I think uh, if he was to be asked to do something for Disney, <laughs> that's not a good fit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's horrible. I feel like Bond. I feel like directors get to put their stamp on Bond a little bit. Slightly. I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying. You can totally tell Sam Skyfall Men- is Sam a Mendes film. Mendes? Yeah, Sam- Mendes. No, what's his first name? Sam. Is Mendes. it Sam Mendes? Yeah. yeah. You can get that from it. Get yeah. that. And then... Um, you think of Jarhead. Even things from Jarhead I see in Skyfall. Yeah. With like the flames. and I mean, that's a little bit because of what's his name as well. The Deacons. Deacons. Yeah. But I think that, you know, you can still get the, the feeling of the characters and the locations. I don't know. You kind of get those vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could. I don't know what type of movie he could do. I mean, if he did a Bond, at least you know. It's I don't know good. now. When Drive came out, I, when Drive, <laughs> maybe maybe when they were talking about Bond was around the time Drive came out. It probably would have been. And then that is you watch that and you go, oh yeah, I can see the leap here. Mm. Now with, with yeah, um, Only God Forgives and Neon Demon, I'm just there's no way that he's no. there's no way they're going to get him to do anything. No, I if anything like. I don't even know what he would put. Like, I, I can't think of anything that he could, you know, put his paws into that were uh, that that is like a, a big tentpole. But I don't want to. I don't really want to see it either. Um, and we mm. we have done an episode on Donnie Darko, yeah, which will come out after this one, correct? And I say in that one, you know, letting, for want of a better word, artists be artists, especially people like this. Yeah, you know. is a refreshing thing in yeah. amongst. The, I don't want to use a derogatory word because I still like these movies, but in amongst the um, norm, let's say the norm of movies that have you know yeah. your classic three act structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they hit all the beats. The classic story is going to hit, and yeah. you, they're they're entertainment. They're entertainment, and they're going to give you a product that you want. Yeah, it's and well, you know what you're, well, you're getting when you're going. Enjoy it. Yeah, or at least you're going to enjoy most of it. <laughs> yeah, whether it's like I, I said, it's and I like I know I said I don't want to watch those movies again, but I I enjoy living in a world where someone like Winding Refn yeah. is allowed to make what the fuck he wants to make. Yeah, for these smaller budgets, and it doesn't get tainted by anyone else except his vision, because it's fucking interesting and it's refreshing. And like I say in that one, it's an acquired taste. Well, it's like it's and like it's like it's it's if you start putting in the effort to get into these things and paying attention to what's happening, like um, visual literacy wise and everything, you oh, start yeah. getting into that, then it's just a whole other ball game. And this thing is really interesting, and I'm I'm glad that people like this exist. Exactly, and you know, like this is this is something where uh, these are the type of directors, the type of creators, yeah, that you wait for the next film longingly mm-hmm. and when it does come out it's a um it's almost like it's a an event yeah especially when you follow follow all the other work yeah so i mean they, they are an equivalent of like any art world any other art worlds uh you know big big names you know if you were to get like i don't know uh people who paint you know you think of da vinci and then you know, yeah. you think of the work of Da Vinci and imagine if 
if he was as big as he was when he was alive, would people be waiting for the next work of Da Vinci? You know, yeah. like, and that's kind of the idea that I get when I know it's weird to say Winding Refn as Da Vinci, but in his own right, he's a form of like art artist that you're I, getting a, 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 a what I like to distinguish is a film and mm-hmm. not a movie. You know, yeah. I, I think you're getting a something that you're going to be thinking about. Yeah. You're going to be analyzing. You can enjoy it the first time. I, I suggest everyone to enjoy a film as a film the first time. Yeah. And that's just to see if you like the film as a film. Yeah. But I do think that movies like this uh, deserve to be watched a second time, if not a third, to analyze. Yeah. And to, to look at, you know, why is it that this was made and, you know, what are the well even if you don't want to analyze it just watching it you might you know they're quite well, layered these, these ones are layered and you just see yeah, yeah. um i uh, what you're saying there too i think that these movies often don't get appreciated no in their time and yeah. there's a delayed effect with them well this is a cult so film. like when when um the bbc i think it was last year or the year before did a list of top 20 or so films of the 20th century or 21st century yeah so far um oh no it was from it was before oh, anyway it was like modern movies yeah and um some of them were massive movies in their time don't get me wrong they were nominated for Oscars and everything yeah but some of them were ones that like kind of polarised critics at the time yeah and now all of a sudden in retrospect yeah people are going back and watching them and it's like you know um Mulholland Drive was number one. Wow. Yeah. David Lynch movie. Yeah. And then um, There Will Be Blood. That was that's sort of an obvious one. But The Master was one yeah. that came out and people were like, oh, it's not as good as There Will yeah. Be Blood. Yeah. And now over, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, actually this is a masterpiece. Yeah. Watch Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman just fucking tear it up as an actor. Yeah. I mean. But that's, and that's like what I'm, what I'm, so, what my point is in line with yeah. this is um, I, th- I do think like the Drive will be on these lists and so will yeah i think neon demon will probably be popping up in there too it's i think it's i think that's important for the time yeah. neon demon's important for the time yeah and it's it's definitely an uh, more so an art piece than something like drive but drive is a, a it is an art piece in itself yeah. but it is uh we're still getting a story we're getting an emotion we're getting yeah. characters neon demon i never feel like i yet again i never feel like i have a character even with the main character character quote unquote of the film yeah i always feel like she's just kind of a symbol for something when you know well she's your classic um your classic like uh, what's the phrase for it like just that she's got that sort of like small town wholesomeness she's the i mean i guess that's she's your classic she's your classic like rags to riches like yeah you know but i never feel that i never like i don't get enough of it to ever feel like i'm i'm actually invested in her as a character i only get something like a no because what's strange about that movie is it's like it's going along and every time you think she's going to be taken advantage of she isn't yeah like you like you're like oh man like the fucking gold paint scene is really un like yeah i know really makes you feel un. Like, it does awkward. make you feel uncomfortable but yeah. like nothing it's not really like he doesn't actually really do anything no. that hectic like it's actually just him trying to take photos yeah <laughs> and, like, yeah. and we're taught to not think that's going to happen and then like when she's at the motel yeah and you're like um and keanu reeves is there yeah <laughs> and um you think like, oh She's man, made- these guys are going to take advantage of her. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> yeah. It's- and then just all these things keep happening and you're just like, 
oh wow, nothing bad is going to happen. And the next thing, but she it's, fucking heaps of bad shit happens. But yet to again, her. it's a symbolism of beauty. And like yeah. you know, like I never feel like this character is a character. I feel like she's just there to play a a, a, a meaning. Like you know yeah. what I mean, or a, a, just a symbol. Well, I mean, metaphorically, she does sort of just that, become that, right? That I mean, is what it, all it is by the end of it. And a lot of the time, I feel like that's what Winding Refn is doing in a lot of these movies, except for Drive. I. I get it, him as a character. Mm. Yeah, he's a he's a Western archetype. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> that's what you get from him. Yeah, and I I can I understand a Western archetype. I you know I can yeah or archetype. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't going to correct you. I was yeah, gonna thank like... you. Yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. Thank you. You should have. No, I didn't want to be rude. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you should have just said it. You look like an idiot. Um, but he is that that Western character, and, and <laughs> I'm not even going to say it now. <laughs> Arch- and archetype archetype thank you <laughs> archetype you were confusing it with isotope uh, isotope that's a fucking like a chemical yeah, thing isn't it that's like <laughs> a trope I was thinking like a trope of, I guess a trope of a character is like is his toothpick and that isn't it character I mean trope. that's a trait trait no there's a there's a trope as well isn't it oh fuck it don't worry I'm just digging myself a, a hole a trope would be that he oh yeah it's a confusing one I'm sure yeah. someone will listen to this and be annoyed and that be we like, haven't fucking known the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I... It, all round, you know, looking at, at um, Drive as the film that it is, it's something that is going to make an impact. If, if It already has made a massive impact. Sorry, just going back. It's, it's being annoying me. I think a, a trope is like a plot <laughs> action, isn't it, that a character would do? A trope is something commonly done by the same type of character that's what i was thinking yeah so the trait would be that he's like traits would be like the the um the toothpick toothpick and things like that they would be traits i don't know we can look this up later (laughs) i think they would be okay because they're not directly affecting the plot him chewing a toothpick no no (laughs) unless he uses the toothpick to like stab someone in the eye (laughs) Like a really yeah. important character. <laughs> when he hands it to the kid in that scene, when he gives the kid the toothpick, yeah, you I thought toothpick? something bad was. Going I know, to happen yeah, to like the, kid the, with the toothpick. The, toothpick kind of just, the first thing you think is like this kid's gonna fall over and his toothpick's gonna go through his cheek or some yeah. shit. Yeah, it's fucking old. We didn't even talk about. There's that one scene that I, I is like such a winding reference scene where he goes into that underground like strip club. And goes yeah, to that bald guy. Beats that dude up. And just tits all over the place. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that feels real winding ref. Yeah. Like, that's, that's. No one um, leaves. <laughs> like, everyone just watches. There's like three girls that leave, and then the rest of them just watch on. Yeah. And I'm like, you motherfuckers should go. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're shirtless, you're not covering yourself. It just feels so like. Are they comfortable with their bodies? But it feels like. The way Wow. It feels like a fantasy film. It feels like a like some yeah. type of fantasy moment where you're just not the sexual fantasy. This idea of like, this doesn't feel like real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird, weird fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would I think people would stand and watch, wouldn't they? Uh, no. If someone comes in with a hammer and starts beating someone up, I don't know. There's a portion of me that's like. Get the fuck out of the place. I reckon people would stand and watch. Yeah? Yeah, I reckon humans always stand and watch shit like that. <laughs> you think? At school, right. Yeah. If there was a fight in the schoolyard. Yeah. Everyone's there. You're running to I catch know, it. I know, but... <laughs> I mean, I Human never feel curiosity. like... 
But I never feel like anyone's in true danger in that situation. No, if but, I see something where like someone comes in with a hammer. But because that's the craziest thing you're going to see. Right? <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> at, like, school, <laughs> at school, like, oh, a yeah, fight, yeah, is a fight like, is like the pinnacle like of a moment. Maybe you, I don't know, you, you see... It's up there. Maybe you see two or three in your whole time at school. It's up there with killing like the the grass on the field to draw a dick. Like it's one of those things where you're like, I'll never see anything like that ever again. Yeah, that's cool. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I just think it's one of. I do think people are going to watch something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like the moments of it feel unorthodox and weird. Yeah, like the, it feel. I'm just surprised. I know that they're strippers. I know they're comfortable. But there's there's not there's something about it where I'm like, this guy's coming. I don't know. I feel like you'd feel vulnerable, and then you'd start holding it, like you know, covering yourself at the very least. But is it not? Is there not something to be said for the fact that like the dude that runs a nightclub is a gangster, obviously, because yeah. he's connected to the whole run of shit that's going on. Mm. And are they not exposed to crazy shit all the time? I guess. I, I guess I'm not I didn't go deep enough No I'm it? just thinking No like, I I'm think just, you're probably uh, right <laughs> You know I didn't think like, about they're, that They're maybe desensitised to it all Yeah I guess I, Maybe they like watching it as well They're like this guy's a fucking prick Yeah I mean that, that, As well totally probably like, an element to it Because none of them are like They're not smiling But they are looking down at him like Oh thank god this scumbag's got his like In yeah. a weird way He doesn't Because he doesn't seem like a nice boss No <laughs> Like <laughs> He opens with Even with What is it Um Gosling's character with like holding up his hand or something going fuck off or yeah, something yeah, yeah. writing that on his hand yeah he's not a nice guy at all no <laughs> so I mean okay yeah alright you changed my mind <laughs> well done well done <laughs> you fucking done it that's what I'm here for <laughs> <laughs> I still think it looks fantasy like it with how it's shot yeah and, no like obviously but it does yeah, but, but just, I, I, yeah. I get like the, the motivations of the women in the scene yeah yeah have changed for me I'm like fair enough yeah alright um, uh, a few quick facts before we, we just run away from it and yep. say goodbye. Drive off. The, the script, the shooting script was 81 pages and that yeah. was before they started cutting lines for the driver's character. Yeah, right. And supposedly they cut heaps of lines because he had 116 lines by the end of it, which is only 891 words in the whole movie. Right. So it's like, what, a page and a bit of like an A4 page? Yeah. Doing 12 font. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and the director originally, the guy who was put on for the film was Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall. Uh, he did Dog Soldiers. He did a whole bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, I know who he is. Yep. He um, does. He is he the one that does all the big battle episodes? He does. Yeah, he yep. does the big battle episodes. Yep. He did that Centurion, uh, and Doomsday. He did. He hasn't done the most recent battle episodes. No. He did the. He did, did the, the um the wall Blackwater. Yeah, and and the one at the wall. The wall. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, he, I don't think they chose. They chose. It the wouldn't right have been the same movie. No, no way. No, it would have been a lot more, um, probably grindhousey. I feel with his type of style. Like Thinking of dog soldiers and that, it's out there. It's got kind of like a sleek sort of style. I don't know, man. You see something like the Descent, yeah. and I don't get sleek from that. I get like. I'm just going know, off just... his Thrones episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. any of the movies he's done. He's well, his movies feel very like grindy, like yeah. you know, just a lot of gore. And I mean, this just because his, his Thrones episodes often have like a real like they real do, yeah. But I feel like centerpiece camera movement in it. Not not to the extent like he has that one in that war battle that 
is a one shot that goes across the whole battlefield. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And it really like stops in and shows people doing something hectic and then moves off. That's yeah. sort of just what I'm going off there. Yeah, well that's fair enough. Which is a very narrow minded way to, to well, call it's what you sleep. know well, it's all you know of the yeah, film. I, I mean, like you gotta give your opinion and that's what you got to yeah. take on it. I mean <laughs> you know, I, I like Marshall's stuff, so I've watched all his other stuff. Yeah. But I yet again, another thing, another choice where you're like I'm thankful they didn't. Yeah. It, it was a perfect amalgamation for the film. Yeah, it worked out. Your final thoughts to tie this all up? Um, yeah, like I said earlier, this movie's fucking cool. <laughs> it makes you feel cool watching it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it relaxes uh, you in a weird way sometimes. Uh, yeah. And um, I think it's one of those ones that on the surface can be taken as a simple thing, but the more you dig into it, the more you get out of it. The more you dig into it. You're right. It's like a layered film. Yeah. And not all the layers match up to what's going on, but it's it's got little little things like you know, like the whole scorpion and the frog, and, yeah. Um, like the western and hmm. and the neo noir look and if in you, the eighties. If oh. you um if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, then go and go and watch yeah, it. Get get a viewing yeah. of this. This is uh, I think that it's more accessible than you're gonna get from anything else <laughs> that Reffin's done. A hundred percent. That's not even close. Yeah, yeah, and and it's also like it's a it's a good film. Um, this is my favorite. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, so number one movie for you. It's uh, this is the type of film. If that's that, not a glowing review, because Reese has watched a lot of movies. I watch a lot. <laughs> this yeah, is number I like, one movie. I, I I only have a few that are up there in like the highest regard. Yeah, like I like Predator, but would I ever pitch a film like Predator against? drive i'd watch drive any day mm-hmm. um predators my background noise bro my enjoyment to turn my head all the time and watch crazy shit happen that's how i met your mother for me that was... is it yeah well everyone's got that just you know? never stops and just keeps playing that's it <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is this is for me uh probably you won't get many of them this is a 10 out of 10 Ooh. um yeah this is my i can put it on anytime i can feel good about it i can enjoy it you know, yeah, and um, uh, good acting, amazing cinematography. I can't get past it, and I fucking love the music. Yeah, so um, get yourself a viewing of of Drive. Yeah, uh, my name's Reese. My name's Deck. For the record, yeah, I'd give it eight and a half. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> eight and a half bomber jackets out of eight ten, <laughs> ten scorpions. <laughs> eight and a half sets of uh. uh Eight and a half gloves. Eight and uh, a half. Leather gloves. Eight and a half gloves out of 10 Rolex watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I've been Declan. See ya. <laughs> you have a good week. Respect. Respect.